Well, hello, dear listeners. Hello, here we, everybody. Here we are again. We're we're back in black. It's true. We're here. So, episode seven. This is of... a very exciting intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we kind of <sighs> are a little discombobulated because uh, for some reason, you know, we're having a hard time getting connected today. But that's okay. These you know happen. what? It's fine. Bucket. Everything is fine. Right. Um. Dropping a bucket. Yeah. So this is. Uh, Where's my flashlight? A ghost hunters re-listen podcast and so much more. Um, oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about mental health. We'll talk about dating. We'll talk about not dating. We'll take. We'll talk about um, time and gender and all sorts of random. Uh, you, the Ukraine, what uh, ecology and social justice. I mean, so many drug topics. Use. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, oh. that's, we have a lot of stories about that one. Oh, um, yeah. And our own paranormal stories that we will share from time to time. Yes, that's accurate. And also, um, my name's Heather. My name's Sophie. Yes, and we are going to talk at you for some number of minutes. Kick ass! To be determined. Um, yeah, so, uh, how are you? What's going on over there with you? Lots of wonderful and terrible things all at once. Oh. Yeah, like, and that's usually how my life goes. There always seems to be, like, some sort of alchemy coming, going on, like, where it's, like, something of equal value is taken and given mm-hmm. at, at the same time. Um, and so like I met this weirdo through a friend who happens to be the same brand of weirdo that we are. Oh. And it's like into the paranormal and stuff, but he's even more kooky. Like he's like even kookier than I am, which is saying a lot because I'm super fucking woo woo kooky. Like, but also really rational and logical at the same time. But I just mm-hmm. have a lot of wacky, you know, beliefs because I've had a lot of wacky experiences that sure. have kind of broadened my mind. But anyways, so he he wanted me to help him do this thing called vocal channeling. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's kind of much like my response as well when he, when he asked me to do it. I was just like... Okay. There was like a slight like doubt, doubtful tone towards the end of the okay part. And, um, and I was like, what? So what's that? What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, well, it's where I kind of get in tune with my higher self and spirit guides and things like that can come through. And I'm like, neat. Okay. Well, let's let's give it a shot all right i've done you know i've had hypnosis done to me and you know things like that i've done some weird shit in my day so Mm -hmm. i was like who am i to judge you know so i was like okay sure i'll help you with that what did he call this activity vocal channeling okay yeah 
And so I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. So, uh, I went over to his house yesterday and then, um, he had these crazy little wireless microphones that just like clip on your lapel. Mm -hmm. They were the cutest little doodads. And I'm like, if we could actually get microphones that were good quality like that for the show, that would be rad. But anyway, so, you know, I digress. So I was like, all right. So I, I had a list of questions that I brought and he told me that, um, you know, he could, uh, have me just ask questions about myself and it would just help him kind of reintegrate and have a better spiritual connection, I guess, to his higher self or the super conscious that Freud would have called it, or maybe he was it young. I, I don't remember who, but whatever. Um, something higher, some kind of higher connection, spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was like, sweet, you know, like, like you, Heather, I, I enjoy talking about myself a lot. So I was like, all right, let's my favorite topic. (laughs) 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 But I love it about you though. Like who isn't that way though? Like we all love talking you know, every, that's the human condition. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah. We you're just more honest talk about ourselves. Right. You're just more honest about it. You yeah. know what I mean? You're just like, yeah, it's my, it's one of my favorite topics. I can't talk. I can't stop. It's okay. Can't it's stop. Okay. Won't stop. Right. It, exactly. I love that. I love that about you. Thank you. You're welcome. Anywho. So, uh, so I started asking questions about like my career and like what, you know, brought Kenneth. Oh shit. Yeah. That's his name, which is hilarious. Um, Kenneth, Kenneth. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, I'm totally blanking right now because I was like, oh shit, I didn't even ask his permission if I could say his name. But then again, there's no last name attached. So here's um, his social security number for anyone who wants it. <laughs> and his debit card yes. number, the security his, code on the back. His home address, if you want to go say hi. Oh yeah, just stop by and visit. I'm sure he'd, he'd love it. He'd love it. He can <laughs> tune into your spirit guide or something. Yeah, maybe he could channel some shit. I don't know. But anyway, so... Yeah, so we got into it. It was a very interesting experience. Um, lasted for about like an hour and a half or so. And then he happens to be really good at like massage and physical therapy, like oh. manipulation of the body. And, hey. you know, as you know, I have, I have, um, let's say, not, I don't want to call it a disability. I, I'm still in denial about that. Um, I think I will rather call it, you know, like a lesser ability to function properly in the musculoskeletal system. And uh, like basically That's so my wordy though. I know it's super wordy. Uh, yeah. Chronic I illness. Just, just say it. Yeah. I got a chronic illness. That's a better way to put it. That's a much better way. Uh, anywho. Yeah. Thanks for calling me out on that. That was super wordy. Oh, my God. Anyways, so my right shoulder and my right hip are partially dislocated. And he just, like, whips out this table that looks like, you know, some kind of BDSM 
thing. Like, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I didn't agree to this. Um, you know, where are the, where's the ball gags? But anyway, so like he, he, you know, folds this table out and it's perfectly fine. And he starts, you know, he gets me on there and starts tweaking things. And, um, he may have helped me oh. immensely. And he normally Way charges to go, up. Kenneth. I know, like he normally like charges a crap ton of money. Um, and so, but I got it for free just because I helped him. You know, I just fucking sat there and asked him some questions about myself. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty rad. Like, mm. and I cried mm-hmm. during the process because I'm a helper. And it's a really hard time for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like breaking through some like emotional barrier of like, I was like, dude, I didn't, I'm not, I wasn't like fishing for you to help me with this, you know, or trying to get you to do this. And he's like, I know, but I want to do it because I want to do it. Like, I'm not giving this because I feel obligated. I just, because I want to help. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're not alone. Yeah. And like, there's people that help you along the way as a helper and you need that help and you need to and it's like available to you all the time but you don't even ask for it and i'm like fucking a kenneth i know i was like let's get him on the show (laughs) let's talk let's ask him about his shit i know because like yeah like the the plot you know thickens like this guy is pretty deep and i'm just like holy crap um this is cool. I did not expect all of this, but mm-hmm. you know, it was because I had no idea what the hell was going to happen. I mean, I had a basic idea because we discussed it beforehand, but not, not this, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you and have to it, be open to certain experiences, you know, cause you never know if something is going to be really awesome and will help you or change your life or whatever. Like, I had to go to a massage therapist. I had to go. Mm. I didn't want to. I did actually want to. Um, to a <laughs> massage therapist for months after my car accident. And um, almost every session, I cried. Mm. And um, one time, because, you know, I have a thing about people touching my hair and touching my head. And I told her about it, and one time she just, like, cradled my skull in her hands, and I just cried. Wow. And she just, like, held me there. And it was really beautiful and, like, healing, you know? Right. It was pretty awesome. Wow. And I didn't have to pay a dime for it because it was all on the car insurance that is a fucking miracle that's amazing yeah and that's so awesome because like i don't know why but i get this sense that you are on this planet to be a helper too just in different ways Mm -hmm. and uh like one of the ways i see that you do that is through raising awareness on social media about mental health and about like a lot of other topics that you know you're like I'm struggling through this you know and then it's literally saved somebody's life yeah multiple times <laughs> right 
And I'm just like talking shit. And uh, people are like, hey, that changed my life. And I'm like, cool. Yay. Yeah. Because we all like, and then the theme of this like discussion, I think is, is like, we all need a reminder that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. That like somebody else is going through this journey and that they may actually be having experiences very similar through life and on this journey that they're struggling with, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And we need that little reminder, like, hey, you're not alone. You know, I'm on the struggle bus, too. Oh, Fuck, I'm the bus driver. Yeah. You know, where am I taking us? I, I, I live on the bus. <laughs> yeah. I converted right. it into a camper. I'm just there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got my bathrobe on. It's got both yep. dots. Me and my cats living on the struggle bus. I got slippers on. You know, I look like the dude a lot. <laughs> but with polka dots on my rope. Yes. And I'm holding um, something non-alcoholic, though. Not a, not a ru white Russian. Mm -hmm. It used to be. Oh, man, I used to love those, but yeah, not me. Not anymore. So uh, the, the shit show that's going on, though, to like, sorry to kind of completely derail this sure. conversation. Sure, go for it. You, you, listeners, you can't see me, but that was the hand motion for derailing a conversation mm. that Heather just saw. Um, I'm here for it. Derail <laughs> away. Okay. I wasn't even on the rails. It's fine. <laughs> Like, You're just like on the sidelines waving at me I have, like, okay. You know the song Crazy Train? Like that's my jam because okay. I'm like always going off the rails. So, <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in an astronaut suit so that oh. you can float on. Oh, I love it. Thank mm -hmm. you. You're I do welcome. need a bubble. I need some kind of comfort bubble. Yeah. It can be made out of whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna think on that. Okay. Okay. Tell me your, right. your troubles. And then we can we can come back to that, and then I'll mm. I'll tell you mine if you Ooh. tell me yours. Oh. Like the what the bu safety bubbles made out of. Yes. Um. Anywho, so yeah, so my work I just got hired at is a shit show. <laughs> oh, good. Complete <laughs> shit show. <laughs> like the fucking. The supervisors are literally, like, having, like, breakdowns at their desk. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, going, like, oh, oh, my God, you know, and, like, other people, and then they're arguing, and it's, like, I feel like this kid who just got adopted into a family that is, like, got some problems, yeah. you know, and I'm, like, looking at mom and looking at dad, and they don't seem to be having a good time, and like, I'm, like... How do you fit into this dysfunctional family, <laughs> Sophie? Right, and I was just, like, oh, but, you know, on the on the plus side, I got my own uh, business cards. Ooh. I feel super profesh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like... Like, uh, what is it? Flight of the Concords? It's business. It's business time. <laughs> I've got my little business card. Ooh. Yeah, my motherfucking business card. Yeah. So, anywho. Beautiful. Like, kind of stoked about that. Yeah. And then um, I'm super excited to start working with my clients. But it, I'm just really confused because they're, like, holding me back. And they're like, oh, no, you're not ready for this, and you're not ready for that. 
And like during the interview, they did warn me. They were like, are you a self-starter or you, can you be independent? I'm like, fuck yeah, I can. I'm a super proactive person. And I'm mm-hmm. used to being independent and kind of figuring out what I need to do. And so I went right for it. I just like talked it. I introduced myself to everybody and their grandpa in the office, even the people on the other side of the office mm-hmm. to like, see if we would ever work together, if I would ever refer people to them. And I'm like, so how can we help each other? And I'm like exchanging information and I'm talking to people and I'm like, Hey, can I shadow you? And they're like, yeah. And so, um, and then I'm doing all these really lame online trainings that make me want to like rip my face off. But Mm-hmm. you know, I got them done. I'm like, whatever, I'm prioritizing, I'm making good time, I'm doing what I need to do. And then all of a sudden, and I've been handed to three different supervisors since I started. Hmm. When I first started, I had one supervisor. And then the next thing I know, I got another supervisor. And the next thing I know, I got another supervisor. And then this supervisor I have now is a micromanager. Mm. And it's like, and I'm, so I've got whiplash and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like I was doing just fine, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, there's all this other chaos. And so um, all the supervisors were gone. Like one showed up for like two minutes to bring another new staff on, which I'm like feeling for that new staff member. I'm like, oh man, you get, you know, gird your loins, (laughs) you prepare yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, and then she left and like, I texted her that I needed to talk to her. She didn't respond. All of the supervisors, if we text, call, or try to talk to them, they don't respond. And it's like, what is going on? And then like, we showed up on Friday, everybody's gone. It's like a ghost town, literally. And it's just me and two other new people. And then they start bitching about everything that's going on. Like one person was literally thrown to the wolves and given no training at all. And then this other person is like, I don't understand what the fuck my job is. I don't know what's going on. And like, so we all start bitching and complaining about what's going on. And I was like, how about we join as a group and do something about this? Because if it's just one person making complaints, like you can't get anything done. You know, you we're, we have more power as a collective. And if we approach supervision or supervisors, managers together, and they were both like, fuck yeah. And so I'm gonna join the union and I'm gonna like, I spearhead, you know, send out the email to all the supervisors and say like, we need to talk. And I had the other two people like sign off on what I wrote and everything so that it like they were okay with how I worded it and everything. Cause I didn't want to do it like as a unilateral thing since it's supposed to be all of us mm-hmm. together, but I've somehow become the spokesperson now <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm the newest person there. So like, fuck yeah, social justice and stuff. Yeah, I'm like advocating. So, um, get it, Sophie. Yeah. So I also like, I'm like, I don't think this is the brightest idea for somebody who just started a new job to be like, you know, a complainer, but I'm not going to approach it like that. I just want to approach it as like, we all like want the same thing and we want things to go smoothly. But what the? fuck is going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
like what do we need to do as a group to figure out how things will get better like do we just need to ride it out because this is the chaos right now and it'll get better in the future Mm -hmm. or because like this is probably a lot of the stuff going on is probably a major contributing factor to why they don't have employee retention Oh, so why people have left the job previously and I'm inheriting a job now that like has had four or five different people and that's not good for the clients. It takes a long time to build up trust with them. Yeah. And for them to be like, they shouldn't have to suffer because they shouldn't be harmed because we don't got our shit together. That isn't their problem. That's not their fault. And so that's putting all this added pressure on me to be like, I need to stick it out, you know, and like be, be a consistent thing in my clients' lives. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'm already having doubts that I should have even done, gotten this job in the first place. I'm already like looking for the, you know, the life raft to take me off the sinking ship, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's bad. If I'm getting that and I've only been there like less than a month, mm-hmm. like, mm-mm. so, um, so yeah, <laughs> well, you know, short story long, that's what's going on in my life. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess if they're not going to like work with you and, you know, try to solve these problems, then yeah, just find another job. Like, you know, you're not, like, obligated to these people, so. Right, and I might as well do it now before I've even met my clients, you know, if I'm gonna right take off, because, like, yeah, they've been holding me back, and they've been saying, no, it's too soon, and you can't work with that, that client, they're too difficult, and then you can't work with this one, you're, they're too difficult, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I, I just came from uh internship working with domestic violence yeah i think i can handle this yeah <laughs> like this is nothing i'll so, show you difficult <laughs> yeah <laughs> right anywho yeah so that's that sounds on. like a lot of fun mm, it is quite it is the journey and not the destination, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, well, I hope that gets resolved sooner rather than later. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that if we deal with it head on, I think that will help a lot. Yeah. Um, because I think what's been going on is nobody's saying anything or doing anything about it, and so it just keeps getting swept under the rug much like my family of origin. Oh. And, and so then the sickness doesn't get dealt with. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, if no one is saying anything, then how can anyone be aware that there's even a problem? Right, and they're, so. they're all aware that there's a problem, but they're like, but we just don't talk about it. Hmm. You know, it just don't, like, you get, drop little hints here, but it's not being dealt with directly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. That's good. 
What about you? What's going on? Are you okay? Are you... I'm okay. Still having a nervous breakdown? <laughs> well, always. But <laughs> um, it's actually... I've been doing a lot better because, as you know... I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I know that I've told you personally um, that I couldn't get my like a couple of my uh, meds refilled. Um, I was just having problems and then there was like no communication between the pharmacy and the doctor's office and I would like call the pharmacy and they'd be like, we'll try again. And then the doctor's office would be like, oh, we'll call. And then the guy that I talked to at the doctor's office who was like, I'm gonna call this in right now. I called two days later and he like didn't even work there anymore. What? So I was oh. like, um, can anyone please like just get me my pills? Cause you know, anyway. So I was off them for like over two weeks, I think. Oh. So I was not doing great, and it feels like, I mean, we've talked before about how time is meaningless, you know, and it's a social construct and all those things, but like, it felt like time was going on, like, at a really quick pace. You know, like, by the time I got my pills refilled, I was like, oh my god, what has happened? And then, like, I realized that I was, like, behind in my classes without even, mm. like, noticing, really. Mm. <laughs> or my one class. There's only one. It's not plural. Um, but that was just a recent change. Yeah, and so I, you know, I got on the pills and... So I've started to actually feel like a person, like the brain fog has gone away. And uh, the other day I was like, okay, let's get caught up in school. Let's do this. And um, so that's going well. And I told my professor about it and she was just like, hey, I know what that's about. So I got you. Thank and, God. Um, yeah, so that was good. And, uh, I, I'm just, you know, that's what I'm doing. School and school. And, uh, planning some trips. Um, Are you starting to feel better now that you got your meds? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I feel better. My sleep schedule is back on track. Good. And, uh, you know, my appetite and everything, like, everything's more regulated now. I don't feel just like a disaster. Or maybe like a mild disaster. Thank God. But so, yeah, mild disaster, for some reason I got this thought, like, being in a state of impending doom. Yes. <laughs> like a, it's constant state of, like, once again, something terrible could happen any second. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been feeling better, doing better. Nice. Um, getting more stuff done, like, around the house. Um, that always feels good for me. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I finished making all the 
reservations for my East Coast trip. That you're going to wear those briefs? Yes. On your chest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I'm going to make a Facebook page for this podcast, and I'm going to put a picture of myself with that outfit on. Oh my god, please. For everybody to see. I might have to put little stars over my nipples because you'll definitely be able to see them through the briefs, but <laughs> you know what? I'm Fuck not it. even ashamed. Um, Good. Hell yeah. But on one of the nights, because um, we're staying at like four different campgrounds, um, and on one of the campgrounds, I literally got the last campsite in the whole park for that night. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, this is what happens when my brain stops working. You know, like, I put stuff off, and then, you know, I'm just, I'm so glad that I got that last campsite. Um, Rad. That's always great when it, like, works yes, out, even it's though, so like, it's, nice. yeah, like, even though there's, like, this anxiety of, like, is this gonna happen? Did I wait too long? Well, I was like, nervous yes! because, like, the, the reservation website through the, the Maryland State Parks was, like, not really working very well on my phone oh. and so I had to like reload it and start over and I was like oh no what if somebody takes that spot while I'm trying to like wrangle my phone right because you know you're not the only one uh, but there. I got it it's confirmed yeah and then I also registered to go to a bat <laughs> conference in Austin Texas what? Yeah, there's a week-long bat conference with You're like going it's a bunch of bats are getting together and hanging out and oh. talking about bat things. Uh-huh. No, it's actually um the North American Society for Bat Research. Like their annual conference. Sweet. And then some other bat thing that I can't think of what it's called, but it's like two different organizations are holding this like dual conference in Austin. And it's like right next to that bridge in Austin that's famous where all the millions of bats fly out every night. Wow. So, can't think of a better place to host it. I got the chills. Right? So I'm going there and I was like, I have to do this. And um, I have a friend in Austin and he was like I have a guest room you can stay with me for free and, no way and I was like cool just don't murder me and um because <laughs> you don't know him that well or well I've never met him in real life oh god so, so he could be a total kook he could be a murderer but you know what I'm okay with it take um, a chance on me exactly plus Abba song or something. and uh you know, I don't, I don't care. Um, maybe I should care about getting murdered. I, I feel care. at the same time like, you know, I've had a pretty good life. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I would like to live to go on my East Coast trip because I've put so much planning into it already. But um, I don't think you're this, like, I don't want to die. I don't think this guy's a murderer. Um, yeah, he's probably not. It's but probably. 
you know, what, whatever. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. Um, but it's he, free room and board. I mean, you can't. Yes, and he's going to take me out for tacos. Okay. And, you what, know. What kind of tacos? I don't know. He said that we could go to a different taco place every night. <laughs> and that they would, like, all be amazing because it's Austin, Texas. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It sounds like a dream. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, screw Taco Tuesday. What about Taco Every Day? Right. You know? So, yeah, that's that's what I've been working on lately is just making all these cool plans for stuff. Are you going to do a food blog? <sighs> Probably. Of all the tacos, you're like, this time I tried uh, camarones. I tried... Yeah. Uh, Shrimp tacos. Maybe and I'll try to... lengua. Ooh, tongue. Yeah. Ooh, some cow tongue. I've never had it. Uh, my mom says it's good. Oh, well, if Harriet says so, then... Yeah, it must be I'll good. have to consider it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if I would try the head cheese stuff. I can't remember what that's called in Spanish. There's, like, some kind of... Uh, is it... Not cabaya, no, it's um, cabeza. Mm-hmm. That's one of the meat options I've seen it at Latino mm -hmm. restaurants, and it's called cabeza, and I think it's, like, brains or something. Cool. Maybe I'll just, like, throw a dart at the menu <laughs> <laughs> and be like, there we go. That's the taco for me today. Like, that's how you really live, Sophie. Right. You just you know, randomly eat food, and, like, since it's in Spanish, you know, like, I don't even need to know what it translates to. You um, would know, though, because you know Spanish relatively well. Uh, you would know. That's you true. Can't. Yeah, but, I like... I would be able to figure it out. But what I would picture in my head is you, like, throwing a dart and, like, breaking the plastic or glass or whatever that the food... Uh-huh menu is made out of <laughs> just like chucking it there well i mean wouldn't that be kind of like on brand though yeah i think it would i you know it would be it would be a, a rad moment especially if all the employees didn't care they're just like yay and like they'll probably tough. care what i'm sure they'll care yeah i don't know why they're like jewish but you know maybe they could maybe. be you know, yeah i don't know there's a lot of a lot of different people in the world. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll definitely, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to post every single taco that I eat. Please. Please do. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I want to see all the things. I want to vicariously live through you. Yes. On this grand trip. So are you gonna be take? Are you gonna be driving across the states then? Fuck no! I'm How taking an airplane like an adult. Oh, <laughs> and then you're gonna like, where is it taking you to Dallas, or is it gonna take drop you off? Is there airport in Austin itself? There is, yes. Oh sweet! I didn't know that. Yeah, there is an airport in Austin, and um. I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I've been looking at prices. We have less than a minute left. Should I pause it? Mm, 
probably but i want to try to see if i can pay the money okay you know so Oh, here we go. I pushed the wrong button the first time. Yay, we did it. Okay. Hi, everybody. Woo! Woo! We had to take a little break. We got kicked out of the thing. <laughs> We're going to fix this problem maybe, probably soon. Um, every time we're just, we're encountering problems and then trying to solve them because that is what we do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so should we, uh, talk about, uh, Ghost Hunters Season 1, Episode 7? Yes, the new Bradford Armory built in 1903. Um, I love how, like, straight out the gate, you hear Brian's voice saying, Something threw him down, dude! Yes! <laughs> Oh, oh, this episode has so many dudes in it, and I love it. Yeah, like it had, uh, you know, I can't believe, you know, this is a good sign to me that, you know, the military takes Ghost Hunters seriously. This is the second time they've been called in by the military, mm -hmm. U.S. Coastal Coast Guard, into the New Bradford Armory because there's reports of um, one of the things is by the sergeant himself that was giving them the tour, um, he said that a super heavy metal door slammed on him. And, like, he was, like, kind of freaking out because he knew there was no way that that thing could have just, like, a breeze could have shut that thing and yeah. that there was nobody else in the entire armory at the time that it happened. Um, and so he went outside and he was kind of freaking out a little bit and he was like cold and tink, like feeling cold all over, even though it was like 80 something degrees outside and he was hot. And so he was obviously having some kind of reaction to, you know, what happened. And then I can't remember, can you remember, were, were there any other reports about were they hearing voices or seeing shadow people or anything like that there? Uh, somebody saw, like, a a shrouded figure is how they described it. Like, a dark shape of a person. Um, but nobody the was there. And then um, somebody was there uh, working on pipes and there was, like, a puddle of water and they saw what looked like you know like footsteps going across the water but nobody was there so. like the invisible man was like approaching them That'd yeah terrifying yeah uh yeah those are some pretty hardcore reports mm -hmm. you know and so literally if you know the military is is concerned you know, and people are scared to work there. 
that's that's a bad thing. That's a bad sign. That's mm-hmm. bad for business. Mm-hmm. So they called in TAPS, uh, the Atlantic Paranormal Society. I love that they put in the word the as part of the acronym. That's not very common. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, um, it would just be apps. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We already got plenty of apps. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, um, so, you know, another new random member is introduced. His name is Mike. Yes. I don't know. I don't know why they keep, you know, bringing like every episode, they're introducing a new member. There's like no. Because they have to introduce us to the cool people. And I love Mike Dion. I do too. I love him. And, um,. I always call him Alan's dad because he, he looks look just, just like, like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Oh my god, they're like a spitting image. It's I like know. they should join that site or something. Like there's some site where you have unrelated twinsies or something where yes. it's like it's like we're we obviously look exactly alike, but we're in no way related. Yep. Um, so we but all Mike Dion is of... also cool because he like tinkers and makes cool equipment and you know he just That's seems true. he just seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he is. He does appear to be fairly laid back, which I think is something good for the team since everybody uh, has big old egos sometimes and then they get a little hot headed. Um, yeah, Mike Dion seems like a no drama kind of guy. Exactly. And that, it's, that's a good addition. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just saying, like, I have no nothing against Mike at all. He's great. But it's just that, you know, they keep introducing new people to us every episode. And it's like, can we have something consistent? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, it's the first season. True. You know. So they're probably just trying to figure shit out. They have and no idea. And at least idea. we see Mike Dion again in the yeah, future. That's true. Some of the people Some of them are just like second. one and done. I I know, exactly. And that's where I'm kind of like, come yeah, on. That's the annoying part, but you know, Mike right. Dion, he we see him again. Yeah, that's true. So in this episode Alan's we got dad. Don What's that? Alan's dad. <laughs> yeah. In this episode we have Alan's dad. We've got Jay, we got Grant, we got Steve, we got Donna, and we've got the lovable Brian Hanwa. Yes. Uh, the Our favorite. And I, I love, where where exactly is New Bradford Armory again? Is it in Massachusetts? Yes. That's right. And then Mike, Alan's dad, a.k.a., is um, is part of the Massachusetts, Massachusetts chapter of taps, I think is what they said. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I guess that makes sense. And I love their accents. I love the people's accents from that area. Um, mm-hmm. Just that it, it, it's so cute. I just, yeah, it's novel. It's a to good me. one. Yeah. It, it, it's just, I know that they probably like, are like, what the hell are you talking about? This, this is how we talk and stop it. But yeah. for me, it's unusual because I have never been to the East Coast. So I don't get to hear that. We should go. I would be down. Okay. I would be so down. Uh, we got to do that. Yeah. I'm um, going to brainstorm that. Okay. Right. Okay. You know, it's on our vision board. Ooh, first, okay. first option, first uh, goal, 
podcast, second goal, cold reading. Yes. <laughs> and third goal, I can't remember what our third goal is, but our fourth, fourth goal I, I is east, travel to the East Coast. I think we had three originally. Okay, as but, a side note, hmm. um, my friend Shay gave me two big paper grocery bags full of old magazines for making collages and stuff. So if you want to actually make a legit vision board next time you come over, I have the stuff. We can, oh my God, Ermagerd, and I will go to Michael's and get us some poster boards. Yes. I live, I live right by Michael's actually. It's like right up the street. I'll get us some poster board and, you know, Mm -hmm. I've got markers and crayons and he's got all the things I'm sure it'd be great. And I got some magazines too. Actually, I got some some counseling my <laughs> magazines. So there's probably some people with all sorts of expressions. In oh, there. good. <laughs> yes, <perfect>. bring them. <laughs> um. Anywho. Yeah. So to get back to the episode. Yes, I digress. I'm sorry. Yes, well, you know, <laughs> these are good digressions. I think. You know, we gotta we gotta f- have plans and dreams for this little grassroots podcast you know we're going we're going places people just stay tuned um so in this episode i also like that jay seems a lot finally a little bit more relaxed and more less controlling a little bit more positive um yeah he's not like as intense this time Right, exactly. He seems to be kind of getting into the groove of things or whatever, even for whatever reason. this episode turns out to be pretty intense, Right, Jason, like, keeps his cool. I know. Through the whole thing. And maybe that's, you know, like how he is. Like, the dad in him is like, you know, when shit gets real, he's, you know, like, on it. Mm-hmm. But if it's not... If, if it's shit, just a bunch of bullshit, then he's gonna go off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but when something, like, real happens where, you know, you need to be, like, clear-headed and present, mm-hmm. you know, he, like, he goes into, like, dad mode. Right. You know, and I kind of do that. Like, in a, in a crisis, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty, like, clear-headed and mm-hmm. like, okay, here's all the things we need to do. Right. I'm an adult. Let's do this thing. And, um, like, the thing that comes to mind is one time, this was a long time ago, I was probably, like, 18, 19, I don't know, so, like, barely an actual adult. <laughs> and Tyler and Beavid were out in the front of the house um, riding bikes, and they had built a little ramp that was totally, you know, it was, it would not pass the OSHA standards. Like, it was not safe. I remember that. And, uh, Beavid, bless his heart, um, went flying up this ramp, and it fell apart underneath him, and he flipped over his handlebars and landed on his head and, like, (gasps) slid on the road. And he came in the house, and there were no parents here. It was me. I was, like, the oldest... I was the adult in the house, you know, and Beavid comes in and his face is like covered in blood. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh my god, I'm gonna die. But then I was like, okay, let's take care of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I called his mom and I cleaned him up and, you know, I was like talking to him and making sure, you, you know, like checking if he had a concussion, like, can you speak to me? Do you know who I am? Do you know who you are? Are you lucid? Yeah. Yeah, like, you know. Because I'm not like a medic or something. I'm just like a person trying not to scream her head off. And, right. um, but I kept it together and I got all the stuff done. And then Beavid's mom came and picked him up and he had to get staples in his scalp. And, um, you know, but he didn't have a concussion or anything. Like, he was fine. He just had gravel in him and, you know, how it goes. Um,. Poor guy. But, like, Jeez. as soon as they left, as soon as the door was shut and he was with his mom, I just started bawling. Oh. <laughs> but during the crisis, I was like, let's, I got this. Let's, everybody's fine. Right. So, that's kind of how, in this episode, you know, how, how Jason kind of seemed. Like, you know, let's take care of everybody. I'm the dad of TAPS. Right. Well, and he kind of is. He was the one that started it. He absolutely is the dad of Taps. Yeah. And, you know, Grant is is the nurturing mama. Mm -hmm. And um, and I say that with all due respect to both of them. Um, Yeah. So there were a little bit of tensions, a little bit of pride between Brian and Steve. There mm-hmm. was always Steve, you know, Steve was kind of challenging Brian's tech management knowledge and his uh, dominance as the manager of the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, with, and, the, with the Geiger counter. <laughs> right. And Steve was kind of he was actually Steve was actually kind of being an able yeah. Um, and Brian literally told him he was being an a-hole. I know. I wrote that on my notes. Brian to Steve, you're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should yeah. see my notes sometime. They're very academic. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, and then, you know, this was also the episode where they first, I believe, it's the first time they introduced the FLIR camera or the infrared camera. I think We've seen it. They used it at the prison. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so, so this it's is, still... But it's still new, and they're still figuring it out, and we as viewers are still figuring out, like, what the hell are we looking at when they're looking right. through the... <laughs> right, because, like, at the, it's at hard, the moment... It's hard to tell what anything is. Right, exactly, because at the moment, I think we're just kind of having flashbacks to the movie Predator in 1982, so, yeah, you know, because we're just like, oh my god, what are we going to see? So, um, you know, the team experienced some cold spots, some battery drain, Mm -hmm. and then Jay and Grant were experiencing some heat flashes across the infrared camera. Mm-hmm. lens which were uh paranormal in origin they they tried uh debunking and couldn't mm-hmm. um they couldn't replicate you know the heat signature that they were seeing on the camera yeah. and it was very weird 
very strange. It was very hot. Um, and it was interesting that um, Steve and Brian kept chasing around these cold spots around the armory. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you feel about cold spots? What do you think? Well, is there I... a, re- a real legit thing or? Well, it it is possible for, you know, there to be, like, weird temperature anomalies, like, in a structure, you know, that can't really be explained by, like, a draft or, you know, like, if you go around and there isn't, like, a window or a vent or a crack in the floor and there's still this, like, you know, weird temperature change you know what's causing it like I can't say that's a ghost but I can say that's weird that's that's not normal and right that's, that's I think the the point and of course the the theory is that you know an entity or whatever needs to draw energy to be able to manifest or to you know speak or you know touch somebody or move something and so heat is just energy and so you know the theory is that the the entity sucks up the heat from that little area right and you know i mean that makes sense but i i can't say that that's what it actually is but Right, like, it, sorry, go ahead. It seem it seems like a reasonable assertion. Right, I think for me, I'm also I'm a bit skeptical, leaning towards. I think there's there might be a natural explanation for these things that aren't. It is doesn't have to do with an entity sometimes or yeah. the majority of the time, because I just I don't know enough about architecture or about geothermal heat or. You know, any yeah. any of these other things that could be contributing to the temperature shifting and changing in a room, I have no idea what any of that means. Like, I really don't. And so mm-hmm. I, I just think that, you know, uh, without having somebody who has particular knowledge about these sorts of, what do you call it, foci or areas of learning mm-hmm. that's present to help assess and give us some explanation it's like you know what what the hell do we know yeah um could like like you i feel like could it be an entity you know especially if there's an event a paranormal event that happens around that time that you're experiencing these cold spots like especially because like the sergeant that was doing the tour earlier i forgot to mention when he had his paranormal experience with the door slamming and he went outside, he could see his breath. Yeah. And he was inside. Yeah. And that's like, and it was 80 something degrees in there. And so that I, I think I would lean more towards that being something, you know, an entity or paranormal experience because like, I can't think of anything that would, cause somebody to see their breath because that would have to be a really drastic temperature change yes to see your breath when it's an 80 something degree hot ass armory that you're 
festering in yes you know like all of a sudden you can see your breath like it would have to be yeah I don't know so anyways yeah I'm kind of skeptical I lean more towards like it's got to be maybe something natural that we don't understand rather than an entity but I'm sure there are those situations because like people do report like you know having central air and having good you know heating systems in their house that are functioning properly and like having paranormal experiences where like they can see their breath or like and then like something happens you know so it does seem to be like there is some kind of correlation between some paranormal activity and these cold spots I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. you know um anyways yeah I thought it was I thought it was also kind of comical the way they were chasing around the hot, the cold spots though because like Steve was like yeah you're not kidding dude it's like cold. <laughs> you know yeah. he's like yeah like the way that him like and with Brian their were, hands up in the air <laughs> yeah and they're like around. running around like chasing these cold spots well but... it's kind of crazy because like um Mike Dion our favorite friend um Alan's dad. He, yes. <laughs> he has, he says that the, the temperature goes up to 100 and then down to 63 and then down to 49 and then it's in the 20s and then it's back to the 60s. Like, that's crazy, you know? Whoa. Like, I forgot that part. Yeah, like I wrote down all the numbers in the order that they happened. I was like, shit, that's like crazy temperature fluctuations. Like, you know, like that's not even like a cool breeze coming in. You know, that's like an 80 degree temperature change. Right. That's really drastic. Yeah, that is that is very paranormal. It's like when I would go to Costa Rica in Januarys and then, you know, I'd get on a plane in Costa Rica and then get off the plane in Maryland. (laughs) It's like, oh, back to real life where there's feet (laughs) of snow. (laughs) Yeah. But this was happening to them in, like, the same spot. You know, they didn't travel thousands of miles to have an 80 degree temperature change right you know they're like standing there basically right and they were in massachusetts they were in the you know they were in the east coast where it's like famous for being cold but like those are some crazy temperature changes yes and then the battery drain and then they were also getting emf spikes right like all these things happening at once and then I won't say it. You're you telling this it. story. It's okay. You can say it. I'm not going to say it. Okay. I'm well, not. I'm not going to say it. Something threw him down, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Frank, the oh. sound production guy. He literally got a WWE throwdown by an entity. Something. Yeah. And they even mention in, uh, potentially inhuman spirit and, and or demonic. And I know that's that's kind of controversial for you because I know it that is. You, I wrote it down. You're a little. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, 
Well, what Brian says, because, okay, so Frank falls down, right? And, um, and it's pretty, like, shocking, because they're just right. doing their thing, looking at the cold spot and everything, and then all of a sudden there's this, like, crash, mm-hmm. like, right behind them, and, um... You know, everybody is like, oh, God, what's happening? You know, are you okay? And, uh, like, poor Frank, he's just laid out on the ground, and, like, he is shook. Mm-hmm. Like, he's crying. He's shaking. He, he's hyperventilating? Yeah, like, he is having an experience, and he... Like, the first thing that you can really hear him say is, something just went right through me. And right. so, this is when everybody, like, cuts from paranormal researcher to, you know, helper, basically. Right. And luckily, the sergeant who's there, uh, you know, who gave him the tour and stuff, is, like, a medic. And so, right. he was, like on the scene real quick and made sure that Frank was okay and um apparently Frank cried for 30 minutes yeah like he could not move off the floor for 30 minutes and he I mean it was intense it took him a while to recover from that situation and it's understandable because like Something literally, like, took him up off the ground. Like, you saw his sound gear. He had this bag basically posted on, at you. unless you know what a sound guy does and the equipment they work with, it's kind of hard to visualize. But he basically has th- this equipment in a bag, you know, hanging from around his neck. Mm-hmm. And it's holding on his chest. And you see when they replay the camera footage. Yeah, because Brian just happened to, like, swivel his camera and get it. Right, full frontal. Full frontal, dude! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) And, um, you know, and so you see his sound gear, you literally can tell that Frank has his hand holding the boom mic, and his other hand is holding some other equipment, and the I think back. that they're both on the boom. Right. The pole. Yeah. Both his hands are up. Like, you In can the see air. they're both up above his body. And he's just standing there. So he is not moving himself. Yeah. You know, he's in position with his boom mic. Which right. And then he's... I've held a boom mic. It's really fucking hard to just stand there. But he's right. a pro. He's a pro. Right. He knows his job. He does it well. Yeah. He's minding his own business. And this isn't his first investigation either. Like, he's part of the crew, you know? So. And he's apparently pretty pretty, uh, dependable, like, legitimate, credible source. You know, he's pretty, I think he was a pretty skeptical dude. You know, he's not in, you know, prone to flights of fancy. Right. And I mean skeptical or not it doesn't change the fact that you can see on the video that that bag lifts up and hits him in the face (laughs) right you know it's not like he starts falling and then the bag goes 
Right, you know, exactly. He is standing perfectly still because they send the video out to, uh, you know, a video enhancer person. Um, and they get it, like, cleaned up and slowed down and enlarged and everything. And you can see he's standing perfectly still. And then the bag lifts up from his body, hits him in the face, and then it almost looks like he gets hit again before he, like, falls onto the floor. Right. He did say that he got hit in the face and in the stomach. Yeah. That's what it felt like to him. Yeah. And, like, you can see, like, on the thermal camera, because, you know, Jason and Grant, when they get on the scene, they have the thermal camera, and you can see on his face, like, where it's inflamed, where he was hit. Right, and you can't fake that. No. And you know? It's, like, it's pretty intense and, like, emotional and, you know, made me think of, like, some things that have happened to me in my life. And, like, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty hardcore episode. Absolutely. Yeah, no, poor Frank. And, like, even, you know, the sergeant, I can't remember what his last name was, uh, who did, had done the tour and he did the, you know, first aid and everything on the scene mm -hmm. with Frank, you know, even afterward when he viewed the results or the uh, analysis and, and evidence, um, he even said when he was looking at the thermal camera footage, he's like, yeah, that's all inflammation. That is all the body reacting mm -hmm. to be to being hit like you can't like that is how the body reacts he like confirmed it yeah we got 10 minutes again <laughs> <gasps> okay <sighs> okay well you know i i it's going to, this, this episode and last episode is really going to test our editing skills, you know. Oh, I found, I figured something out. Fuck yeah. I feel really smart about my button pushing skills. Um, yeah, fuck. But we'll, you know, those will be shown off later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, what was I going to say? Oh, also, Grant and Jay did talk about the spirit or whatever hitting him, potentially passing on emotions or memories yeah. or something. But what what is your take on that? Because I frankly, you know, given my background, I look at it as he was just in shock. And then he like was maybe having a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about the passing on feelings memories and, things and memories like, like I don't I don't know about that I think that he was in shock I think that he was scared I think that he was upset right you and know and rightly even, so by all those things you know right and he he even said like these this is all my worst fears all of, all of the things that could happen, like that, like he was like experiencing some doom, and that's why mm -hmm. I like lean more towards panic attack, and you know, because he was yeah. like hyperventilating, and then 
he starts crying uncontrollably. Yeah, because, I mean, think about how scary that would be. Like, you're just standing there doing your job that you've done all these times before without incident. And, and probably then, before Ghost Hunters, even. Right. Like, he's and probably then, done this job before. Oh, yes. Judging by his boom stance. He's <laughs> he's a lifer. Um, right. But, yeah. Just imagine you're doing your job, you're standing there. And then all of a sudden, something that you can't see at all, just out of nowhere, just, like, hits you. Yeah, picks you, like, he was literally lifted and dropped, like, yeah. really hard. Yeah. So And also, then who knows how much the equipment weighs that's taking him down with his own body weight going backward. Yeah. You know. That's a lot of mass. It is. To pick up. And and then I think that's why, you know, the the team team members, you know, including, you know, Brian and Steve and um, Jay and Grant were debating, like, I don't, they didn't know of any other entity other than a demonic or inhuman entity being able to have that much energy or, or mm-hmm. like power to be able to lift, lift a grown man and throw him down like that. Mm-hmm. Dude. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of leaning more towards that too, but like I would I would think I would you know, there's like so many things we don't know about the paranormal. Like maybe like could it be a poltergeist? Could it be just a really powerful ghost? Could it be a demon? Like I don't I don't know, but like who the fuck's been messing with some Ouija boards and having some dark seances and <laughs> weird stuff that a demon would be hanging out in the armory? Like, I don't know. Maybe there was something going on. It, it is in Massachusetts. Maybe there was some witch burnings on that plot before that was built. I, don't I, I mean, know. who knows what the history of that plot is, you know? Yeah, and, you know, who even knows, like, you know, what is an inhuman entity? Like, what does that even mean? You know? Well, who knows what, what things actually are? Like, I appreciate that things get, like, classified right. into different categories because it, you know, can make it easier to understand what you might be dealing with. But, I mean, there's just so much that we don't know that, right. you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, that was a demon. It's like, I don't know what it was. But it was something. You right. Know, it wasn't nothing that knocked him down. Right. There wasn't it. It threw wasn't him no- down, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't you know, nothing. It wasn't that nothing. Up <laughs> his his sound gear and hit him in the face and like Right. It was definitely something. But right. what kind of something? I don't know. And I can't say. Um, but right. I do like the quote what Brian said about how you know, at the same time that uh, Brian, Steve, and Mike Dion were up on the catwalk getting all the cold spots, that Jason and Grant were down below getting hot spots. On the on the FLIR, the thermal camera. Yeah, and so Brian says, and I had to write it down, spirits are cold, inhumans are hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that must be... You know what it is because they're from hell that's right 
from hell. That's all that fire and brimstone they're bringing with them. Exactly. Like, who knows? But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, I myself can't say I've ever experienced any uh, demonic activity. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I've experienced some really fucking weird shit, but um, I I can't say that I've interacted with a demon, you know, on this plane, on on the, uh, you know, in the three dimension, the third dimension or whatever you want to call it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had some strange out-of-body experiences and and, uh, things, some spiritual experiences where I've met some very odd characters. Maybe I'll talk about it sometime because I'm one of those weirdos that has the out-of-body experiences, OBEs, as as they call them. But, um, yeah, I mean, I do believe... I myself do believe um, in in human spirits. I don't know if I'd necessarily call them demons because, like, I I don't know. There's a Christian connotation to that. Yeah, that's what I don't like about it. Kind of goes way back, you know. And so, um, but then again, you know, there's a lot of different words for it, you know, in other cultures and countries around the world where they classify things and you know, maybe it translates to the same thing. I don't know, but this is the closest thing we got. But inhuman spirit is, as I understand it, is just something that has never walked this earth in human form, mm-hmm. which is quite vague. Yeah. Because was was it a lion? It was you the know? monkey man. Was it the... <gasps> what if? You know. That's He's, my guess. Right. And your guess is as good as any. Why We're not, not going to talk about that, though. Okay, yeah, not in this episode. Oh, no. That's, I think we need to simmer down because, yeah, this this episode, mm-hmm. you know, we've already got enough going on. Like, we yeah. should save the monkey man for, for a special episode for mm-hmm. you listeners. Mm-hmm. I think it's a thing. It is How a situation. Enticing. <laughs> What's that? How enticing. Oh, yes. Dear listeners, please stay tuned for the monkey That's man right. story that... Yeah, that's a good one. That's a damn good one. That's one I have asked you to tell repeatedly because yes. I'm just like so fascinated by it. Yeah, it's I don't even. Yeah, we got one minute. I know we're going to get kicked off again. <sighs> well, I mean, it's a good as breaking as any as I have to be. OK, well, um, let me pause the thing before we get kicked off. Okay. And then we'll log out and log back in again. Yep. Okay. Okay. We're back. Hello. Oh, hi. So, yeah, the, that Ghost Hunters episode was flipping awesome. Yeah, this is a really good one. Um, I mean, I, I don't like that, that Deer 
sweet Frank gets hurt and scared. But, I mean, still, it's pretty cool footage that they got of it happening. Because science... It's for science. It is for science. And sometimes, you know, you gotta break a few eggs. Gotta take one for the team. Exactly. You know? And, um... And also, you know, how, like, they all come together. Even though, like, a lot of times there's, like, bickering and drama and egos in the way and whatever. It's like, there was a crisis situation and they they all just like rallied around Frank and took care of him and then like as soon as they get the clear to go back to investigating you know Steve and Brian and Mike go back up to the catwalk and Brian's like let's catch this thing you know (laughs) because you know um Right, and even Frank, actually, he mustered his spirit. Yeah, he was like, I don't want to just sit here, I gotta go back to work. Right, he's like, I want to keep going. I respect that, you know? Um, I mean, I would have taken the day off. I would have been like, uh... I know. (laughs) I need need to go back. Is this the time when I get to just go home and have some cocoa? Because that's where I'm at for the next six weeks to eight months you know um but he's just like right i can't just sit here yeah he mustered up his courage and he went back he went back to work he had a good little cry and talk session Mm -hmm. with jay and grant and you know and then at the end they finish up with showing him or wait no they don't show him the footage that they got until the next episode. Never mind, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he doesn't get confronted with what happened yeah, and like, not, actually get to see not it. Not yet. Spoiler right. alert. But we right. get to see it and talk about it. So Right. And so do the people at the armory. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. That poor guy, that that would have been, I don't know how, yeah, I would have probably taken the day off at least, at least. I probably would have been mm-hmm. like, I need some, I need some beef noodle soup, mm-hmm. some pho and a mm-hmm. blanket. Yes. Oh, I think that my safety bubble is going to be made out of, <gasps> like, fleece blankets. Because I already have so many. You know, I could just bundle myself up in, like, 800 blankets. That's a good safety bubble. Yeah. I like it. But I'd have to have my face showing so that not only can I breathe, but I can also ingest hot cocoa. Right. Because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, you gotta be able to, to like, sip on that sucker somehow. Also... I'm going to have some cocoa when we're done recording. That's, That's a great idea. I just decided. Um, yeah. What else happens on this episode? I guess that's really it. Yep. 
as far as like evidence and stuff like they don't get any like pictures or videos or EMFs or anything but they do have like the thermal hits and then the all the different temperature fluctuations and EMF spikes and all that stuff going on and then you know the uh, what Brian calls the Frank fiasco um, <laughs> right. Um, you know, so I, I mean that right there is, you can't get much better evidence than that, really. <laughs> um, because right. it didn't just happen; it happened, like on camera. Right. You know, so if it had just happened when the camera was pointed, you know, even like one degree the other way, then it would just be an anecdote. Right, because the well, they did get catch it on I think one of the IR cameras. Right, but, it's but it like was from so behind grainy. and really grainy and from far away, and you couldn't right. really tell what happened. Like, you know, it was like, hmm, that's a weird way to fall down, Frank. You know, but like seeing it from the front, like told the whole story. Exactly. So, you know. Thank goodness that Brian randomly turned his body that way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, they got lucky. Because yeah. I bet a lot of times in paranormal investigating, you know, you don't, like, the odds are against you that you might actually catch Right, something. because you can't have your camera pointed everywhere all the time. Right, like, because people do their best, and they'll set mm -hmm. up, you know, stationary cameras all around all the different rooms and try to catch as much um, space, visual space as possible, but you can't always anticipate where it's going to happen or when or exactly. whatever. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, there weren't any EVPs or electronic voice phenomena. There wasn't any disembodied voices or anything. Mm -mm. Although that would have been cool. Um, it's and, always cool. Uh, oh, yeah. One last thing to discuss about the, about the episode, though, mm -hmm. is how, again, how reluctant Jay is to call it haunted. <laughs> yeah he says it in the van to grant right but then when he's there at the reveal with the guys at the armory he is like there's definitely paranormal activity here but he does not say the h word to the client he says it to grant but not to them and it's like we know what that means jason we know that paranormal activity is a haunting. I, just, I, I love that he, you know, I love the, the hesitance, you know. Yeah, because I think it, it almost like if he just, even though it is, it does seem kind of arbitrary sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think that you know, how I interpret it is that he's, he reserves telling the clients that it's 
haunted or telling us that it's haunted for when he really believes there's something serious going on. You know, like it really is like, like ghosts, mm-hmm. you know, like that's how I interpret it is that maybe he was like paranormal activity. Then you're saying paranormal things are going on. We can't explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. But you say haunting. Like that really is saying there's some fucking ghosts in this here place or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good as interpretation as I can give. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. Something about, oh, the time when they were out, like a couple episodes ago, whenever it was, maybe it was just the last episode when they're like out on the porch steps and they're having that, um, I don't know if it was an argument, but like a heated discussion about you know, like, why he won't say that something is haunted. Mm-hmm. You know, and there, Brian is like, you know, if there's evidence of paranormal activity, then that's evidence of a haunting. And it's like, they all kind of agree to that. <laughs> but then, you know... But then later, it's like they keep like going back and forth, like, well, is it haunted or is there just activity? And it's like, you know, I think that we all need to kind of like define our terms. Hmm. You know? I like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's uh, something to think about. And... Like- like, because even Grant, even Grant, when they were having the discussion in the car, you know, on the way to the clients to do the reveal, like, even Grant was like, what's it going to take for you to say that it's haunted? <laughs> like, right? Right. How many so people like, have to get pushed over? God. Yeah. How many people have to get knocked down, dude? <laughs> It's something through him down, dude. I just, I can't get over. I, he's so quotable. Uh, I know. Like, all of my notes, like, oh, during the analysis when he says that Frank gets thrown down like a bad sack of potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot! A bad sack. like, where'd you come up with that one? (laughs) And he's like, right here. (laughs) I love that that was amazing a bad sack of potatoes like yeah just worthless all the (sighs) all these potatoes are rotten Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna throw them throw them down dude (laughs) (laughs) oh it never gets old I I love him I know Uh, classic classic Brian Mm mm-hmm Yeah, and this is, you know, like, 
an episode that, uh, you know, it kind of like lives in infamy in the, in the TAPS world, you know, because right. I'm pretty sure that they like bring it up in later episodes, you know, like, because as far as I know, it's probably like the most dramatic, like touching or hitting by an unseen something that happens to them. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, no, it's not. Because <gasps> in the third season, you remember when Dustin Perry gets hit at the uh, Lip Castle? Lip Castle? Oh, yeah. But does he get thrown down, dude? He basically, yeah, he gets knocked down pretty hard. Mm. But, like, he had a softer landing space because it was, like, I don't know, the ground was, yeah. like, covered covered with, like, bark dust or some. It was, like, wood chips or something. I don't know what the hell they were lining that castle floor with. But, um, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? But, okay, yeah. well, I guess we'll get there eventually. Well, you know, the third season. You yeah, know, it's, in, it's not in the too far away. Foreshadowing. Oh. Spoiler. Um, I know we don't even we haven't even met Dustin yet. Right. Uh, you know who else we haven't met yet? Dave Tango. Oh. Uh, I have a I have a crush on that dude. Me too. He's so sweet and innocent. Maybe he'll hear this and then we can get really embarrassed. <laughs> I would love to like meet them somehow. Like if we could go to a, you know, what do well, they I, call those? I a already ghost have. Con? Oh, in November, Steve Gonzalez is having like a ghost hunt on a boat or a ship. Which ship? I don't know. Where the, at? the USS North Carolina or something. I don't know. I didn't click on the link. I just saw the picture. Well, holy shit, dude. I know. But I already have an in with Dave Tango, okay? Not, what? Not just our... Why didn't you tell me this? Well, what? I'm what? telling you now. My in with him, it's not like any like mutual acquaintance or anything. It's because we both have tarot card tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like, listen, Dave Tango, I also have a tarot card tattoo, and then we can talk about how cool we are. Right, together. Yeah. Yeah. See? It's an icebreaker. Like, yeah, just like you bonded with uh, that one really awesome dude that is like a PhD in biology and writes books and you your bat tattoo on your chest. Yeah. See? You Conversation Met. starters. Right, because uh what was his name again? Oh my god, he wrote Richard Dawkins. The... Yes, I flippin' love him. You I always forget. You shouldn't. I shouldn't love him? No. Is he a douche canoe? We'll talk about that later. Okay. I don't okay. want to get sued. Yeah, plus different 
you know, one of one is anything than off topic here, but you know, exactly. Kind of, kind of off topic, but um, he's problematic. Yeah, he is a little controversial. I have heard a little bit about that lately. Yeah, but yeah, we won't get into that. So, um, you know, to kind of go back to conclude our review slash uh, rewatch of Ghost Hunters episode seven, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a pretty all around. I think it seems like they're. Sorry, there's some children having a really good out, good time outside my window. And, uh, you know, I get to see some pretty neat things while I'm sitting at my desk. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, you know, people getting their McDonald's from a block away. Mm-hmm. You know, people riding on scooters and taking trips through the parking lot, almost eating shit. Anyway, so... Um, Gosh, where were we? Oh, yeah. To conclude our review. Yes. Anything Anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I don't think so. I think we've... Oh, I do like the part, just real quick, um, when Donna and Grant are talking about, you know what happened to Frank and Donna's like, I don't want it to happen to me. And Grant is like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be here. Right. And, um, that's like the harshest I've ever heard him be with somebody. Right. Not that he was saying it to be mean, but just like, you know, his point was just that you never know when something's going to happen and it could happen to any of them. And, you know, like, Frank isn't even an investigator. He's the sound guy, you know? Right. He's totally innocuous, just standing there. And he was, like, attacked. So, I mean, it could happen to any of them at any time. So, if you're, like, afraid of something happening or, you know... Not happening? Like, I don't want it to happen to me. It's like, maybe that isn't... You know, not that you should go around, like, like going after something to, like, hurt you or harm you. On purpose, yeah, But provoking. just, you know, like, it's part of the job. Right. You know, that it could happen. And um, so I, I liked that conversation. Um, right, because, like, you never know what you're going into or you can't predict anything that's going to happen if you go to a place that's right haunted or has paranormal activity yeah um because sorry (laughs) (laughs) we both were yeah so because you like you have no idea what could happen you're going into something that you cannot predict what's going to happen at any moment Mm -hmm. you know and all you know is some weird shit's going down and you're going to investigate it. And it like people have reported getting their hair pulled, getting pushed, getting slapped, getting mm-hmm. hit, um, you know, door slamming, you know, mm-hmm. like scratched, getting scratched and like things literally... thrown at them. Right. I mean, it's 
it can be dangerous. And some of the places that they go to are dangerous just on their own. Right, because they're old and dilapidated or they're, right. they're under construction or something's they're going just, on. They're not structurally sound, like that ramp that Tyler and Beavid built in the street in front of my house. Um, <laughs> way to, way to segue it, back to that. Bring it back. You're bring right. it back. Um, but, you know, Grant says, you know, that he's been hit. He's been slapped in the face, you know, and it it doesn't stop him. Like, he keeps going because he wants answers. He wants to know and understand. And I think that's the attitude to have. Right, because... Even in life, whether you're a paranormal investigator or not, even if you're just a normal investigator of life, you that shit's gonna more likely to happen, you know, out in the street and in real life than it is when you're out ghost hunting. It's true. I mean, there's so little that we actually have control over. Right. So, you know, you can't protect yourself from everything all the time. You know, exactly. Like you could Unless be... you live in a bubble, a fleece, oh, I safety know. bubble. I'm going to be there soon. Yay! But, you know, I don't want to live there all the time. I, right. I just want to retreat there in moments. But even, like, inside your house, you know, you could slip and fall and break your neck. You could get electrocuted, you know. So even, like, staying home doesn't protect you. Right. Uh, you know? Yeah. And I mean, murderers could get you in your house. A lot of people get murdered in their own beds, you know? Right. So like you, there's so little that you can control and you shouldn't let fear of the unknown or of endless possibilities stop you from living. What's going on over there? <laughs> My stupid automatic cat feeder. Oh, again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> technology. It's, it's a wonderful technology, but it sucks for yeah. podcasts. Oh, it's fine. I didn't hear it. I just saw you, like, look away all of a sudden. Oh, really? Like something startled you. Yeah, I didn't. Oh. I don't yeah. know if the recording picked it up, but I didn't hear it because I was jibber-jabbering. I like your jibber-jabbering, but oh, god thanks. dang I like it. yours. Thanks. God dang it. So you wouldn't have even known. That, oh, I, I, just, I just saw you react to something, and I was like, is it a ghost? <laughs> is it an inhuman entity? Maybe. Is it a demon? Is it a cat? Yeah. Or is it a cat feeder? It's a it's an artificial intelligence that knows oh, how to no. portion out oh, time. Oh, no. Scary. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's my lesson for this episode is that you shouldn't let fear control your life and stop you from living. I concur. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of crazy things happen to me that's both, you know, paranormal and normal. And, uh, you know, it's yeah. like, you can't, you know, sometimes... I need to retreat to that safety like we talked about. You know, I think my I think my safety bubble would be made out of grandmother's quilts. Mhm. 
Mm-hmm. I can see that for you. I love it. Yeah. And uh, I would have, my face would have access to some nice sleepy time tea with maybe some valerian root in there. That oh. Help, help hey, me get I have some... some of that here. Me too. Come on over. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I love that tea. I love it. It helps. It really helps because, yeah, I need a little assistance with getting switched to this day shift. It takes me a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I take naps and fuck it all up. Or mm-hmm. I stay up late on the weekends, which really doesn't help. Um, you got to be but- like me and go to bed at 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, like in, oh, I yeah. mean, I'm basically like a hundred years old, right? You know, like I'm an old person. I go to bed early. I mean, I don't go to sleep at nine p.m. Like I do my Polish lesson and then I read a book, you know. Then I fall asleep listening to murder podcasts. But you know, I go to bed around nine usually. That's a good, that's a good sleep hygiene kind of, kind of uh, little I, ritual. I have a routine. Like, I take my pills. Right. And I feed the cats. I don't have an automatic feeder. <laughs> I, I have to feed them manually, which is fine because I love how they all crowd around my feet. I feel so wanted. Even like Catwoman? It's, it's not me. They just want food. They don't right. care about me at all. Um. Except for maybe Gypsy, because she wants to kill you. So if she wants to kill you, that means she feels very strongly about you. She lets me spoon her every night. It's the cutest. Um, Yeah, I take my pill, I feed the cats, and I, you know, get in my pajamas and wash my face and brush my teeth. Do my Polish lesson, read a book. That's my sleep hygiene. Sometimes I do like a meditation. That's brilliant. In between Polish and reading a book, but not all the time. Meditation is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Science shows that if you meditate just at least 10 minutes a day, that you, your brain starts like developing and like improving in your prefrontal cortex or your logic and decision making, your executive decision making, um, which is really good, mm-hmm. especially for people who've experienced a lot of trauma. Yeah, I have like their- no executive functioning. Yeah, I've struggled with that for many years. I've had to do a lot of prayer and meditation and a lot of EMDR and therapy and things. Mm -hmm. Meds, you know, all Mm -hmm. this stuff. It's helpful. Yeah. Meditation is helpful. It is in so many ways. It's, yeah. Um, Yeah, tonight I'm going to be up late because I still have an assignment due. And oh shit! And it's extra credit, so I don't want to fuck it up. It, yeah, because what would happen if you fucked up extra credit? I'd probably just still have an A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I knew it. My life would be over. Instead of an A, I would just have an A. 
Yeah, because I don't even think they give A pluses anymore once you get into do do they? Do you no. get A minuses and A pluses and things like that anymore? Like uh yeah, at OSU you can get like an A minus. I don't know if you can get an A plus. I think you just get an A. Which is bullshit. I, think I know. That if, I want the if, A plus. Like when I took chemistry, like all three terms of chemistry, I had like over a hundred percent because I did all the extra credit. Right. And I still just had A. Right. On my should, transcripts. It should be an A plus. Yeah, you earned it. If you got a hundred and fifteen percent. Yeah. That you you deserve recognition. I do, but you know, whatever. It's fine. I have like a 3.7 GPA. That's really good. So I'm not like mad about it. Good. You shouldn't be. It's actually a 3.68. I was trying to impress you. <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. It's, it's, it, that's damn well close enough. You know, you get taught in school to round up. Yeah. Yeah. But then I did that, and then I felt like I was being dishonest. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 I'm cooking the books over here. Right. <sighs> yeah. got ten minutes left again, okay. my dear friend. Well, maybe we should wrap it up. Because I, I think, think we've so. said everything we need to say about Season 1, Episode 7, The Armory. Right. And, and I think... Um, you know, I need to feed my cats and then finish that. Like, I've already done most of the work. I just need to, like, type my answers into the thing and push submit. You yeah. Know? So I won't be up, like, until midnight or anything. It'll probably take me, like, 20 minutes at the most. Good. I'm glad. So It'll be easy for you. I'm going to feed the... I'm going to take my pills, feed the cats, make some cocoa, finish my assignment, and go the fuck to bed. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. My, uh, my plan, since I already did a lot of it, I, I, I actually washed my bits. I actually took a shower and mm -hmm. I feel F and fucking fantastic right now. So good. I just need, I need to take my pills. I already, I already done fed the kitties. So they're good. Um, did you do it or did the robot do it? I, both. <gasps> Yeah, oh. they get some some kibble and some wet food because mm -hmm. the cats are fucking spoiled. Yeah, and that's what I have to go do. Like, they already have dry food in their bowls. I have to go give them canned food. Okay, yeah. And it yeah. seems to They're be probably working. waiting for me. Right. They're probably <laughs> literally all lined up at your door, yep. staring into your soul. Yep. Looking for anything that's lacking and then just sitting and judging and oh, judging God. and sitting. Yeah. Oh, I love them so much. I know. That's what we love about them is they're so so holier than thou, mm -hmm. actually. It gives us something to li like live up to. Keeps me mm -hmm. motivated. Keeps me on my toes. Yes. Anyways, well, I'm going to love you. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to miss you. Okay. 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 Bye, everybody. Bye.